This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity and Business Podcast. Uh, today's topic is the job market tanks and nine more stories we're following today. So, so let me start with the job market. Private payrolls, new jobs added down in the month of November, much lower than expected. To say that it totally tanked may be an overstatement, but much lower than expected. We'll probably also see the unemployment rate tick up a little bit. Second, the amount of job openings has fallen significantly to 8.7 million. This is down from a high of 12 to 13 million a couple years ago of jobs that were open. So you've got a labor market that is softening, uh, meaning it's easier for employers to hire. It means you'll see wage inflation grow a little bit slower. And again, this backdrop, you do have all these union efforts, and we'll see what happens with that. So here's what's going on in the markets and a lot more based on some of these things. First, the markets were mixed yesterday. The NASDAQ up a little bit, the S&P down a little bit. Second, based on the job openings and less jobs being created, the, the, the markets are up significantly this morning. And they're up because what happens is when the labor market softens, there's more belief that the Fed will stop raising rates. And at some point, we'll have to bring rates back down to create, to infuse energy into the economy. So we've got that going on. Um, one of the headlines in the wall, it was job openings hint at cooling economy. Uh, another headline was U.S. jobs created in November were much lower than expected. The fourth story that I'm following this morning is watching the leaders of Harvard, and I'm a Harvard graduate, so bear with me. I know it's usually, it, it takes somebody at least three minutes to tell you they're a Harvard graduate, so excuse my pretension. But Harvard, Penn, MIT, the leaders were called in front of um, a, a Congress committee yesterday and asked about the chance of genocide to Jews and calling for Jewish genocide on college campuses and whether this was against their codes of conduct. And, and essentially what you heard from these leaders was they couldn't unabashedly condemn calls for genocide of Jews. Now, imagine if they said someone was calling on campus for genocide of blacks or genocide of gays or genocide of any other community – you would, of course, have to condemn that, and they ought to condemn outwardly, without categorization, without question, condemnation or, or you know, genocide for Jews. But it, it, it's amazing either how overlawyered these people are or how much they lack common sense or how the world vision has been so flawed that they think so badly of Jews or Israel that they can see people call for the genocide of Jews and think that that somehow is okay. R really an amazing thing. The other thing at some point we've got to look at is, and I know this is an uncomfortable topic, is the amount of exchange students that are coming here that are so anti-West. And it, it seems to me it's those, it, it, not all exchange students, obviously a ton of great exchange students, but there are some that are coming here with such an intifada mindset, such an anti-West mindset, that they have no business being in our country. We've also got countries like Qatar that harbor and sponsor terrorists donating so much money to big universities that it seems like a crazy spot to be in. In any event, at some point, fighting anti-Semitism is really hard if you're teaching in a nursery school uh, in, in, in some of these terrorist-run countries you know, from the very get-go that Jews are horrible. It reminds me of for thousands of years, the Catholic Church taught that Jews were Christ killers or killers of God. 
in, in essentially the 1960s, the Catholic Church stopped that. Uh, and, and God bless the, the popes that stopped it. The popes have doubled down on stopping that teaching. What a fantastic thing. This has not yet stopped in some of these terrorist states, and it has to stop. Like many people think the Holocaust in part came because there's been this, you know, lifeblood of anti-Semitism running through so many people because they've been taught it since, you know, the, the start of the Catholic Church. And thank goodness the Catholic Church stopped teaching that. At some point, if the mosques and the terrorist states teach this, and not all mosques, not all Islam, not all Muslims, of course, if they teach that, then it's a debacle. But at some point, if you don't stop that, you're never going to stop this kind of anti-Semitism. So God bless the Catholic Church and the Christian Church for stopping teaching it in the 1960s, post-Holocaust. And, and we've got to see that in some way throughout our world, I hope. Fifth story goes back to business story, thank God. Ten-year Treasury yields sink on lower job openings on, on the belief that in the long run, the Fed's going to have to slow, stop hiking rates and reduce rates. So starting to get this very interesting point where you just have to think about, are you buying longer term treasuries to lock in four and four and a half percent rates for sticking with one year rates that are still at 5%. Seventh, excited to host Molly Gamble and Jacob Everson on the Becker's Healthcare podcast today. Uh, our, our brilliant producer who does a ton of our interviews, Chanel Bunga, will likely handle those interviews. Just fantastic. Also so thrilled at the editorial team at Becker's Healthcare and so many of the other leaders at Becker's Healthcare. Eighth, R1 RCM, healthcare revenue cycle firm buying a clear up for $675 million that revenue cycles a big business. Ninth, speaking of revenue cycle, today's shout out also goes to two different RCM companies. One, Nimble Solutions, uh, Nader Sammy, Lisa Rock, Lindsey Gross, and the whole team there. And, and then second, to Moika Waliade and Benjamin Beto Ribby, the two leaders of ACASA, the AI-driven revenue cycle firm funded originally by Andreessen Horowitz. Brilliant, brilliant people. Finally, 10th, five stocks were following, uh, big gainers, losers, and just active. Robinhood jumped 10% yesterday. GameStop fell 12% yesterday. I always think of GameStop more of a meme stock than a real stock. Lenovo dropped 9.26% just on slow, slow PC sales. Apple and AT&T. Apple rose 2%. AT&T rose 3.66%. We'll also have a separate podcast today on the canary in the coal mine, China. China's debt picture. Moody's uh, downgrading China to negative, and what that means for the rest of us. Uh, we have a separate podcast on that that Chanel will release today. Uh, and, and finally, we'll, 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 we'll talk more about a portfolio approach to life uh, versus utter focus. Thank you so much for listening to the Becker Private Equity Podcast, and thank you to our producer today, Chanel Bunger, and Executive Podcast Solutions. Thank you very much.